Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wolfie's World again. Sorry, we haven't been about in a bit, in a month or two, so we decided an extra long episode and the interview with Whiskey Hollow's Brian that we promised a while back. Uh, we just got it done, and I'm just getting it uploaded now, and should be in Spotify. Later tonight. I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed doing it and would like to say thanks to Brian from Muskie Hollow for his time and I think he gave some good answers. I hope you all enjoy it. Here it is. Okay, uh, to start the interview, Brian, first question is. Why Whiskey Hollow? Um, why not? <laughs> no, seriously, though. Um, well, think about that. When somebody says the, the name Whiskey Hollow, where does your mind go right away? It goes Southern. It goes, you know, it's got a Southern feel to it. It's got a Southern connotation to it. Uh, you know, you say Whiskey Hollow, somebody might think of um, a place in the South uh, because in the South, they call basically a valley that we call up North would be called a hollow down or a holler down south. Uh, and most whiskey distilleries are in the south. Um, so it just it just seemed fitting for the style of music that we play, you know, that that would be that would be fitting for a southern rock country style band. Whiskey Hollow would automatically have somebody, you know, their mind would automatically go that way. So it was just congruent to what we're doing. That's fair enough. Uh, second question is why is it that you play the guitar? Because I understand that you played bass as well. Uh, well, I, I play many instruments. I actually, as a child, uh, the very first instrument instrument that I began on was actually piano. Uh, I took piano lessons as a, as a young boy, and which I'm grateful for that. I didn't. I, I mean, I fought it the whole time. I was forced into it by my mom because she was taking piano lessons at the same time. But I'm grateful for it now because it gave me the basis of music theory to move forward. Uh, but I always, I always, there was always something in me that I knew uh, I wanted to play guitar. And it, it goes back to early childhood, being raised around country music uh, with, with family members and stuff uh, that really just, uh, and my main influence was Conway Twitty who played guitar. Uh, you know, he, he was, uh, our families were related through marriage. Uh, my, my uncle on my dad's side married Conway Twitty's sister back in 1957 okay. or 58. Um, so my very first introduction into music was being raised around, you know, that music and Conway Twitty and going to see him play as a young boy. Uh, I can remember sitting on the edge of, uh, there's a park that he used to play near, near our area here in Pennsylvania called Antelani Park. He used to play there and I would sit right at his feet on the edge of the stage because it wasn't a big, you know, stadium type atmosphere. It was, a, it was an outdoor uh, campground and park. So, you know, you could get right up to the stage and I would sit there and just look up at him playing guitar and just, you know, be in total awe. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, so that was that was the main influence for the guitar, really, was watching uh, watching him do that. Very good. Um, question three. How did you meet the fellow and current band members and take us through the process of hiring them? Wow, that's that's a <laughs> It's a long process. It's funny, it, you know, it's just funny how things fall together. Um, I've played in many bands, uh, you know, throughout my career. 
And uh, I guess it would have been maybe around 2012 or so. Um, I had a couple bands going and uh, was changing members. I had a female bass player at that time and had a show coming up and the female bass player left the band about three months before the show. And uh, so I put up a Facebook post that I needed a, a bass player stat, uh, at least for this show, um, to play with my trio that I had uh, to at least, you know, so I wouldn't have to cancel the show. And uh, a gentleman named Mr. Rick Callahan stepped forward and said, I'll do that. And uh, he came for some practices and, you know, learned the whole show basically in a very short period of time and very impressive bass player. And uh, him and I haven't looked back since we've been, you know, we've been playing together ever since. Uh, matter of fact, he, uh, he, he lives in my attic. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, we, we live together, we play together. I mean, so it's, it's pretty cool. Um, as far as our drummer, Alex, once again, I was going through, uh, you know, personnel changes as far as drummers were concerned in the band, trying to find that right, you know, formula to move forward with the band. And uh, the drummer that I had when Rick came into playing with me, um, the drummer I had at that time, you know, he was having some personal problems at home that he needed to address. So he had to step away. And um, in the beginning of Whis Whiskey Hollow, we had a female singer, uh, the very first incarnation of the band you know, the first lineup of Whiskey Hollow had a female singer, you know, in the band. And um, she, through her drummer and her band that she had, met um, my drummer, Alex, at that time. And he was 15 years old. Um, and he had gone out and seen her band play various times and did some couple fill-ins, you know, just played a couple songs with them on drums and stuff like that. And he was working on a show for, with us, for her daughter's birthday party we were playing a birthday party show at a club and she was having him come in because she was having different musicians come in for different songs and stuff like that for this just party for her uh, daughter's 13th birthday i think it was at a club that uh that we used to be open around here and uh so alex was you know she knew alex through her drummer and he was going to one of the school of the rocks that are throughout the united states here that are a great music program for kids um, so she, you know, she introduced me to him through that venture because he was coming over to practice songs here to play with this conglomeration of, of musicians that we were just doing this one show with. Uh, so when we were going through personnel changes as far as drummer, um, you know, we all just looked at each other. Well, now what? We don't have a drummer. You know, does anybody have any anything in mind? And the first thing that came to my thought was, well, this 15-year-old boy you just brought in, let's give him a chance. You know, I know he doesn't have any experience and he's new. You know, he's only been playing drums for maybe a year at that time or less. I said, let's try him. Well, so we we called and immediately called his mom on the spot and asked him on the phone. And he was just ecstatic about it. And 15 years old here, he's playing with a bunch of seasoned you know, musicians. And uh, six years later, here we are. He's he's a seasoned drummer and uh, exclude. You know, he's, he's our he's our drummer and has been here ever since. And uh you know, being a young boy and having different music tastes and stuff like that, I expected he wouldn't, you know, he would have gone his own way and, you know, wanted to do different things. But uh, we have built such a strong foundation with this band that uh, there's no reason to go anywhere else. Uh, and it's just been a blessing to have him. So, yeah, it's it's been a, uh, a conglomeration of, of people coming through in the beginning, uh, but we've got the pretty solid lineup. And we did have another guitar player at that time, Winston. Uh, a friend of mine that was staying with me for, for a while uh, from Barbados. So he did help get the band started, but then he had to go back home. 
Um, so we went back to being just a trio, which is where the whole thing started to begin with, but it was a rock trio that I had before. So now, I'm, now I got a country trio. And so we weren't really actively looking for anybody. Um, but then a friend of mine uh, saw a post one day from a female guitar player who was a songwriter who was just doing some open mics, somebody new to the scene that wasn't a seasoned veteran around here. And then nobody really knew she didn't play in any bands or anything like that. So I just introduced myself to her and we started chatting on Facebook and, you know, I asked if she'd be interested, you know, in coming and checking out the band. And so through a series of meetings and stuff like that, we eventually brought her in and she learned some songs and auditioned and we made a decision to, you know, to bring her in if she was interested and she was, and that was our current, you know, acoustic guitar player, uh, Rachel Wise, or Wise. Uh, I keep calling, I keep saying Wise, but it's actually Wise. Uh, so, you know, that, and that's our current lineup now, the four of us now, uh, and she's been with us about two years. So it's been, it's been a slow going process to get to the formula that we now have. And it's, it's actually a good formula. It works. Okay. Uh, question four, what's your favorite Whiskey Hollow song and why is it Hideaway? <laughs> Kudos to you. You already read my mind, didn't you? It actually is Hideaway, and Hideaway is very special. I mean, it's not a, it's not your typical country song singing about mom and trucks and and breakups and stuff like that. It's it it was actually written for a, a B style horror movie uh, that you would go see at a drive-in back in the seventies. I mean, it's just you know, it was just one of those things that we were approached and asked if we would be interested in writing a song for this movie. It's actually going to be a series of movies, and our Hideaway is going to be the main theme song for the whole, you know, series of movies. I mean, it, okay. it, it, it just now was signed for worldwide distribution. The first movie, the second movie is going to be completed. So, you know, we're going to get some some uh, some definite mileage definite mileage out of that. But yeah, it's a very special song um, because it's it tells the story of the campground that's in the movie. And the story that's behind it, you know, and of course, it's about a horror beast and all that stuff. I mean, so it's not your typical country song. But if you watch the movie and you listen to the song, it's spot on. I mean, it's it couldn't have been uh, it couldn't have been put together any better than it was to for what it was done for. So that that holds a very special place in my heart because it was it, it was a three or four month process. From beginning to end to write that song and really put it together so you know it wasn't just slapped together it was really really well thought out and, and, and put together so it's something that i'm uh you know that we're proud of and uh it's it's become quite popular uh when we play it uh even even though what it's about it's you know it's it's a pretty good song and i'm glad that you like it too so thank you <laughs> i do yeah um question five what's your favorite cover that whiskey hollow does Oh, Lord, there's so many of them. I mean, if we could learn every cover that we liked to play, we would we would be constantly, you know, we, we would have thousands of songs that we would want to, you know, that we would be playing, uh, but you can't play them all. Um, I think probably my, the, the one that I have most fun on playing uh, that we currently play would probably uh, be uh, Jason Aldean's Hicktown. That's just a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a great pickup song. It's a great song to, uh, to open a, a show with because it just kind of sets the precedence of, of what, you know, of what you're about. You know, we're going to turn, you know, Hicktown, you know, country. That's a, it's, it has country all over it. So 
that would probably be the one I have the most fun on. Um, okay. Uh, question they're six. all good. Question six. Roughly how many bands have you been in and how many gigs do you think you've played? Wow. I've been playing since 1979. And I did my first show when I was 13. Or not, was it? Yeah, it was 19, May of 1980 was my first show, live show that I played in front of an audience. Um, I've probably been in 17 to 20 bands, I would say, over the past 45 years. Uh, sometimes two, you know, two bands at once. Um, I'm normally pretty devoted to what I do and the people that I play with. So it takes a lot for me to walk away from a band. Um, a lot of people, you know, that have played along as long as I have, have been in many, 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 many bands. Uh, matter of fact, my bass player, Rick, he's been in 35 plus bands. I mean, now he's a couple of years older than me, uh, but he's been playing less than I have. And so, you know, it just shows you that it, it just, it depends on who you're playing with and stuff. So I would say probably 17 to 20 bands I've played with. And as far as shows, I'd, it would be a ballpark figure somewhere. If it's, if it's not in the thousands, it's in the, it's in the high hundreds for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played many, many shows. I mean, there was many years that I was playing three or four nights a week consistently for two or three year stretches. Um, so a lot of shows and sometimes you do two or three shows in a day. You know, I've done that before too. So it would, it, it, it would almost be impossible for me to really zero that in on an exact figure, but it's yeah. high hundreds, if not into the, you know, low thousands for sure. Okay. Uh, question seven, what was the inspiration to set up the band? To start Whiskey Hollow? Yes. Um, tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, like I said, my roots are in country and Southern rock, you know, Southern style music. But um, I, my, my family has been up North most of my life, not all of it, but most of it. So I, I got into the rock scene. Um, now, when I really started getting into, you know, gigging and playing music, you know, you're talking, it was the eighties. So you had the eighties hair metal. So I was all about that when that came around and, my early bands, you know, it was a lot of the uh, spandex and the big hair and, you know, the teased up hair and the hair, you know, playing the hair metal and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I've been in dance bands. I've been in, you know, more lighter rock cover type bands, you know, the, the uh, top 40 style bands. I've been in some heavier bands with the heavier rock and stuff like that. And it just got to the point where, where it seemed like every band that I would get into along the way, there was just this catalog of songs that you seem to carry with you that everybody else was doing as well. You know, the certain standard cover songs that every band learns, like, you know, what I like about you by the romantics and stuff like that, that everybody plays in a bar. And it just got to be so repetitious and just so draining. It, 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 I might as well just program a robot to sit up there and play that stuff because that's, that's what it became. It just seemed like, Every band that I would get into or start from that point on with all with that style of music, it just repeated itself. And so 
I just decided it was time to do something different. So I went back to my roots and did something that musically that I really never did in my career. And that was actually play country music. And uh, I don't know why I waited so long because uh, it, that seems to be the most success that I've, you know, the most successful band and most successful genre that I've ventured into. Well, that takes us into question eight. How would you describe your band? So you, you describe it as a country band? Um, country slash Southern rock. And I would, I would say leaning more on the Southern rock side. We're not straight up country. I mean, we're a four piece band. So we've got an electric guitar. We've got an acoustic guitar. We've got bass and drums. We don't have the fiddles. We don't have the banjos. We don't have the steel slide, you know, the electric slide steel guitar. We don't have all those bells and whistles. So it's got a, it's got a definite rock flair to it. And, you know, in the undertones, because that's the way we're putting it together. We've classified ourselves, you know, in our own genre, and we call it uh, Outlaw Swamp Boogie. And it's just, even the, the ballad style songs that we do, or the slower country style songs we do, they've got that little bluesy rock flair to them. And, you know, the, and that's the personality of the band, you know, that we've developed and it comes through in everything we do. Yeah. Uh, question nine, what would your aspirations for the band be in the common months and years? get in the studio and get our EP completed. That has been an ongoing process and, and promise and, and, and project in the, in the workings for a few years now. And um, this, this winter, um, I believe we're actually gonna get it done. Um, and, and so by spring, early summer, the, the, the short-term aspiration is get the EP out, get it done and get it out and uh, you know, get, get some of our material out there. So we're in the process right now of going through the uh, pre-production process of writing and coming up with songs to, uh, to put on the EP. Okay, uh, question 10. How do you feel the band's success has went so far? I think we've had good success. We don't oversaturate ourselves. Um, well, for the past few years, we've only played a couple times a year. Um, so, and it works. I mean, now, of course, with everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, the music scene is definitely changing and adjustments have to be made. Live shows aren't as important as they used to be because people just are not doing that as much as they used to. There's so many things you got to, you know, and hoops you got to jump through to even be able to go to a live show, you know, you know, in some venues. So, and plus I've done that for most of my life. Uh, ever since I was, a, you know, a young teenager, I've been in bars, playing in bars. You know, uh, playing those, you know, little benefit shows and stuff for free, you know, and, and playing for no money. Uh, so it's just, yeah. I okay. forgot what you thought. <laughs> Let's go back to the question. What was that question again? Because I completely lost my train of thought. How do you feel the band's successes went? Oh, okay. all right, yeah. So yeah, that that is that has given us success. Um, we work hard in, in right here in the in the hollow studio um, before we take anything out. So we play here more than we play anywhere else, and I think that is that is the deciding factor in how successful we are when we go out. Because when we go out, we're we're pretty polished, and uh, we bring you know we try and bring a high energy, really great show to people, and uh, it. it we seem to have a, a decent following and it seems to be working for us. So I can vouch for that because I, I watch the practices. <laughs> yeah, um, I know you do. <laughs> the last question I have here, 
On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how shocked were you when Declan Radio got involved or a guy from Northern Ireland got involved and you <laughs> ended up in Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and much more? Uh, it, it, it's definitely more than 10. Uh, we would be up under and over because it was just, it was a blessing to have all that, those things happen. And, and we're very appreciative for the support and for, for the help from people that we've never met face to face. And it just, you know, th through life's processes, you know, people come and go in your lives, you know, and people come along sometimes that are just really special and it was just a blessing the way it all came together and how it came together. I mean, and that's a, a story you and I could sit around and talk about another time and uh, and really, you know, fill up a lot of time just sitting around talking about how it all developed. But it's, we're very grateful and it's just, it's, yeah, it, it's, it makes me smile. And it, it, it's great. It's a really, as an artist, it's a great feeling to have people that know nothing about you and just to just to come across your music and get introduced to your music and just, absolutely embrace it and really really like what you're doing and support what you're doing and that's that's what every artist wants and we're we're very appreciative of it it's it's a very it's a very surprising blessing that came along for us and yeah thank you not a problem <laughs> uh, <laughs> and would you have any closing words for any of your fans or anybody that might listen to this uh we appreciate everybody that uh you know that comes across the band's page and likes the band uh, some people won't, and, and we appreciate you too. I mean, that's just, you know, how it is, but we're very grateful. We're very humble um, with what we do. And, and, and we're just very appreciative of any, of any appreciation of what we do. Uh, you know, it's, as an artist, sometimes you, you wonder, you know, if anybody really, really is watching or listening to what you do. And, and sometimes it does eat it, you know, in, in the back of your mind, it, it does just chatter away and stuff like that. So it's just, it's a blessing to, to, uh, to see that go on and have that support from people that don't know nothing about you. And so, uh, you know, I, if my biggest takeaway would be just gratitude, gratitude for everything. You know, it's, we do this because we love to do it. We love to make people happy with music. And when you do, it's, a, it, that's a, a success in itself. Thank you very much for your time, Brian. I much Thank appreciate you. it. All right, buddy. Take care.